my simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know. He's given me advice on many occasions, and in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrities, CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Absolutely, absolutely. Welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass. As he stated, Stephen A. Smith, I am Rashawn McDonald, and welcome to my show. Our theme today is there is no perfect time to start following your dreams. Because I recognize that we all have different definitions of success for you. It may be the size of your paycheck. Mine really is inspiring you to accomplish your goals and live your very best life. Actually, it's time to stop reading other people's success stories and really start living your own. People always talk about their purpose or gift. If you have a gift, leave with your gift. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My guest on the show today, this one person I'm about to bring up next, is a person who has not allowed those people to get in the way of her dreams. My guest is Sherry Shepard. She's the new queen of daytime talk. Sherry, an NAAC Image Award winning show, won this year outstanding talk show series where she carries her commitment comedic takes on or shares her comedic takes on various topics like Laugh Lounge, Best Life Series, She's a Boss. Fox Television has renewed the number one new nationally syndicated daytime talker for two years through 2024-2025. We're going to be discussing her career. She co-hosted the daytime talk show, as you remember, The View, been on Dancing with Stars, Dish Nation, and I cast her way back when on the Jamie Foxx Jamie Fox show as an actress when I was the co-executive producer. Now she's co-hosting something else, if you don't know about this. An NAACP Image Award winning podcast called Two Funny Mamas with comedian and actress Kim Whitley. They will have an upcoming comedy tour that we'll be talking about called Two Funny Mamas. Please welcome the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, the daytime, the award winner, the number one queen of talk show, comedian, actress, author, Sherry Shepard. How you doing, Sherry? Rashawn, hi. <laughs> Sherry. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sherry, Sherry, I was saying so much. Sherry going to say, I'm done. You say everything, Rashawn. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. That's what I was thinking. I'm, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> Sherry, you are amazing. Thank you for taking the time to call my show. Oh, you know, we uh, we broadcast live every Tuesday on uh, WCOK. 
in Atlanta, Georgia, and it syndicates nationally on uh, HBCU stations nationwide as well as my podcast. But more importantly, when I get a talent like you who understands that that journey, you know, journey. I mentioned when we first met way back when on the Jamie Foxx show, but it's been a journey. Talk about, let's start now, presently, the excitement that's happening, the podcast, the talk show. How did the talk show come about? Because you were guesting series on it, and then all of a sudden the, the, the talk show was given, it was, you were given the opportunity to do it. Can you walk us through that process emotionally and physically? Oh, yeah. I've always wanted to do, have a talk show of my own. This started back 18 years ago. Um, I had actually done a pilot for a talk show for ABC Disney. I did it on the set of Regis and Kelly. And um, <clears throat> and it went, you know what? It was okay. Like, they came and saw me, the Disney people, uh, doing um, stand-up at the Laugh Factory, Rashawn. Mm-hmm. And they liked me, and they did this pilot, and they tried to do a sidekick, and it didn't work. Um, you know, we did chemistry testing with all of the major stars that you hear about now. And it didn't work, so they did it for me by myself. And it was okay. And the reason why it was okay was because they kept coming to me, the executive, saying, we want to see that thing that you do on stage. And I didn't know what that thing was that they were talking about. (laughs) All I knew was that I was grateful to God for the opportunity. I just wanted to make people laugh. My voice wasn't even as deep. It pretty much was like, hey, everybody, how you doing? Welcome to my talk show. Right, right. It didn't work then 18 years ago because I didn't know who I was. I didn't know really who my audience was. I didn't know, excuse me, what I would do, what I wouldn't do. If you told me to stand on my head, I would have done it as long as it made people laugh. Right. So fast forward, uh, it didn't go, of course. It didn't. And so uh, I got the opportunity. I went back to acting, still having that dream. And I was doing a movie called Who's Your Caddy? And they asked me to co-host on The View, like a guest. Well, I got that job. And, you know, that was like really my training ground for talk shows. I, and in the meantime, I'd done a lot of guests, you know, where I was sitting on the couch and I was a guest. So I right. learned how to do talk shows and what I liked from that end. I did The View, got let go, got fired from The View. And... um I went and pitched a talk show. Let me ask you this. Let's, let's talk about that because, you know, I know I've had some dark moments in Hollywood because, you know, because okay. when it happens in public like that, you know, it's not like working at IBM. It's not like working at the post office at Burger <laughs> King. You know, you just walk home and tell your loved ones you don't have a job. But when it happens in public, right. that really takes a twofold. It takes an ego hit. It takes a personal hit. And then, then you also wonder, are you going to get another shot? How did you overcome that moment? Well, I knew I couldn't be too upset when they released me from The View because God had told me, and I have to go spiritual in my career because that is the number one who has made it happen. But God had said to me very clearly that last year of The View, it's time to go. Mm. It's time to move. And when I told my people, my team, that I was going to quit The View. Everybody went into an uproar. Oh, my God, you won't be able to get a talk show. It takes a year to develop. You're making amazing money, and I was. You're making all of this money. You're not going to, nobody in Hollywood knows you. No, 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 you can't, you can't. And I said, no, God was very clear. It is time for me to go. It was the year that Barbara Walters was retiring. And then once um, I was clear on that, they kept trying to give me more money at The View to keep me, and I I continued saying no. 
And then, Rashawn, once it happened that I saw I was going to go through a very messy divorce, Mm -hmm. I got scared. And I said, ooh, this is going to be expensive and messy. I'm going to stay at the view and take the big old salary uh, raise they gave me. Well, do you know, when God says it's time to go, (laughs) if you don't do it, he's going to push you out of it. Because he said it was time to go. Mm -hmm. And so they released, they did not renew Jenny McCarthy's contract. They let go of uh, Barbara Walters' co-creator, Bill Getty. It was a number of people that they were letting go. And I'm I'm praying with everybody. I'm like, you know what, Jenny? It's going to be okay. God's going to give you something better. Right. You know what, Bill Getty? It's going to be okay. And then I, they called me in the office. They said, Sherry Shepard, we need to see you. And I was like, for what? <laughs> I went in there and they said, um, they said we're going to release you from your contract. And I went, you going to do what? And they said, we're, we're not going to renew your contract. And I I said, but you were, you get, you just... We're trying to give me a big salary bump. And they said, no, things are different now, and we're not going to renew. And I remember I was sitting in my dressing room in front of the mirror, and I said, Lord, I'm about to go through this divorce. I got a child with special needs, his therapy, his schooling. Did I tell you I'm about to get divorced, and this is going to cost me a lot of money? Right. And it was so still the voice of God saying, I told you it was time to go. So if I got to push you out, it's time to go. And I said, uh, well, then what am I supposed to do, God? Because I don't know if I told you. I'm getting a divorce. Sometimes you've been talking to God like he didn't hear you. Right. <laughs> and, um, I just felt God say, do you trust me? Right. And I said, um, not really. I just I got this much, this end of trust. And it was like I felt like God saying, that's all I need. And that was it. Uh, but Rashawn Literally two weeks later, I don't even think it was two weeks, Will Packer called me and he said, hey, lady, it was probably two in the morning. I got a role for you and in, in, um, ride along, too. Would you play this part? I said, yes. A week before that, Cinderella on Broadway called and said, we want you to play the evil stepmother. Kiki Palmer is playing Cinderella. You were the first black evil stepmother on Broadway. I said, I can't sing. They said, don't worry. We took away all your solo. You're just going to sing with Kiki and other and your stepdaughters. I said, yes. I did a month run, got to stay in a big penthouse. They paid me a lot of money to be on Broadway and, and, and went through a very expensive divorce. But God always provided. So that's how I, yes, it was, it was a little embarrassing, but I knew behind it, right. there was a reason why they let me go. So sometimes I think we look at things like, oh my God, what am I going to do? This is horrible. How am I going to bounce back? But if God says it's time to go, then there's something else that he has. So with that, I went again around to Hollywood pitching a talk show and everybody said no resign. Absolutely. Let know. everybody know I'm talking to the one and only Sherry Shepard. She is, she's talking about her history, but she now is the new queen of daytime talk. If you haven't seen the show, it's called Sherry. NAACP Image Award winning show that won this year. And now she's telling us her journey. Her journey is one of, it's, I said early, if you have a gift, leave with your gift. And that's what she's doing. And when people told her, her friends, her family, her coworkers told her to stay on The View. She knew it was time to do to leave. That's why I say, if you have a plan, you have a dream, stick with it. And that's what she's telling us now. Continue the story. Well, I was pitching a talk show. I had the vision in my head, and everybody was not interested. Everybody said no. They kept saying no. So I said, well, what, do you, what am I supposed to do? I kept acting, but I kept honing my skills. I would go I, I would go on talk shows and, again, be a guest right? so that I could hone those skills. And I think um, after that, 
I just started doing like game shows. I was hosting the newlywed game. I was hosting another game show where I got to hone my skills and just like being able to improv and talk to people. I kept doing stand up. All of these things really prepped me for being able to do a talk show. Stand up. I stand on stage for forty five minutes. You know, you you handle stand up. Absolutely. I, I saw you when you was opening for Kim, that Kim tour, which was selling out you everywhere. Saw me when I was opening for Kim and Babyface. Yeah, absolutely. And mm-hmm. so, when you stand on stage, you have to talk for 45 minutes. And I always tell people, stand-up comics make the best talk show host because we know how to create magic where there is none. There's no dead space with a stand-up comic. We're used to improving. We're used to making things funny. And uh, everybody is continued to say no. I continue my acting career flourished. And uh, after that, what happened was I think around 2000. 2009, um, Wendy Williams was uh, in, we we knew that she was sick. We didn't know she was in rehab. Mm -hmm. And I was filming a movie with Atheon Crockett in D.C. And the Wendy Williams show called. Now I have been a guest on her show. There's even a clip of me on YouTube of Wendy saying, what do you want to do? And I said, Wendy, I want my own talk show. Maybe we can call it Sherry. That's (laughs) on YouTube. Wow. Wow. (laughs) Speaking it into existence. I'm right on the couch, and I go, maybe we can call it Sherry, and she laughed. And so they called me to be, they, when they, people were filling in for Wendy, they had panels of comics. Now, this is in 2009. In. This is in 2009. This 2009. Wow. And they wanted me to be a part of a panel, and I remember Michael Yo and different comics were filling in at one time for Wendy, kind of like a view-like panel. And so when they called me, something inside of me said, say no. And I said, no, I will, I will host if you let me do it by myself and give me two days, Monday and Tuesday, because Monday is your highest rated day because so much stuff happens over the weekend and people want to see what you're going to say. Mm-hmm. And they said, absolutely not. You, you'll be a part of a panel. And I said, no. And I walked away. And I remember saying, Atheon, I hope I did the right thing. But I know I came from doing The View, so I know I could do it by myself. It's been my dream. They didn't call me for about two or three weeks. Kiki Palmer hosted it by herself. There were only four people that did it. Michael Rappaport hosted it by himself. Jerry O'Connell hosted it by himself. And me. And they called me back and they said, we'll let you host it for two days by yourself, Monday and Tuesday. And uh, I was so nervous. But when I tell you the ratings were amazing when Mm. I hosted it. Mm. Mm. They, They called me really before I had even left New York and they said, can you host again the entire week? By the time I got (laughs) back to my hotel to change, they had canceled it. They canceled me hosting. They showed reruns. But what they did do is Detmar Mercury offered me a talk show back in 2009 and it didn't happen. When I tell you, Rashawn, I literally was like, God, what is going on? (laughs) We negotiated the salary. We had everything together. I knew what I would do with this talk show. Denmark Mercury had they, uh, it, it, and it just they pulled the contract literally before I was supposed to sign it. Wow! And I'm going, what in the world? I remember that. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Ugly cries, not running down my nose. My ratings were amazing for those two days. No reason. My team just goes. They just pulled the contract. They rescinded the offer. So I go again to Hollywood. Pitching is my demo reel was me filling in for Wendy. And I took it around 
And one lady even said, a big casting director, there's a big talk show on the air now that they produce. She looked at me and she said, I said, I got the sizzle reel because it kind of shows what I want to do for my own time. She said, I don't need to see it. And I said, but I, I really need you to see it. She goes, I don't. And she did her hand like dismissively. Dismissively. Like, I don't, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very dismissively. And she said, I don't need to see it. And she proceeded to tell me about a new talk show they had picked up and that they had picked up this other talk show with a, a, a singer from a, a music show. And it was amazing. And, you know, and she was like, maybe. <laughs> I could put you on a talk show where it's four, three cooks, and you learn how to cook <laughs> with America. With the re- and I'm like, I don't cook. Uh, that is very true. Be- it's, it's Sherry, hold on that thought. We're gonna be right back because I'm telling you, you want to hear about the uh, Too Funny Mamas tour, that podcast. Want to hear about all her opportunities. More importantly, Sherry. You following your dreams, you living your dream. That's what the show money making money making conversation masterclasses all the time. <laughs> Letting people that in your darkest moment keep dreaming. In your darkest moment keep winning because people out there will find you because they believe in you and God has blessed you because you willing to put in the work. Be right back for more money making conversation masterclass. Don't go don't go nowhere. Share Shepherd be right back. Please don't go anywhere. We'll be right back with more money making conversations masterclass. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. This week I sat down with media mogul, Hollywood executive, and philanthropist Nick Cannon. Although the former child star has experienced a long career of success with no signs of slowing down, he explains why he's so passionate about creating opportunities for others. It's all about the community for me. It's about giving other people opportunities. It's about opening doors and sharing the knowledge, wealth, and wisdom that I've obtained with everyone else. Right. I mean, you know, obviously I'm still in school. Hopefully, you know, I, I'll be able to, you know, HU, Howard University. I, I want to go all the way. I'm getting my master's. want to go to my doctorate mm-hmm. and eventually be a professor. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. When your child fights sleep, it can feel like a battle you'll never win. Imagine a bedtime routine you all look forward to, where you cuddle in and let the stress of the day melt away. Welcome to Sleep Tight Stories, a calming weekly podcast that brings bedtime stories, cuddles, and comfort to families worldwide. The stories are quirky, relatable, and spark wonder without overstimulation, so listeners can fall asleep and stay asleep. Each episode is narrated by me, Cheryl McLeod, a second grade teacher, and written by my husband, Clark, an eternal second grader at heart. Tune in tonight and bond over a story before drifting off to sleep. Make bedtime the sweetest part of your day. Sleep Tight Stories. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite in powerful conversations. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. I want you all to join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. In every episode, we gather a seasoned elder. 
But even with a child, there's no such thing as the wrong thing if you love them. Myself, as the middle generation, I don't feel like I have to get married at this big age in life, but it is a desire I have and something that I've navigated in dating and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations. I'm very jealous of your generation (laughs) that didn't have to deal with Instagram and Tinder. This is Across Generations, where Black women's voices unite, and together, you know how we do, we create magic. magic. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, and, and teach the things that I've, I've, I've picked up along the way. Uh, but it's all about the community, whether it's teaching, whether it's entertaining, whether it's investing into us. If you want to listen to this full interview with Nick Cannon, it's available on MoneyMakingConversations.com. Welcome back to the Money Making Conversations Masterclass, hosted by Rashawn McDonald. Uh, welcome back. This is Rashawn McDonald. I'm, interview- I'm interviewing Sherry Shepard, the new queen of daytime talk. It's not something that thought that she just thought of last week. It's something that's been in her mind for a long time. You know, to be able to, what, what, can a dream come true? Yes, if you put the work in. Can a dream come true? Yes, if you believe in it. Yes, if you keep telling people this is something you want to do. Sherry, there was a doubters. There was people who questioned you. At what point did you and yourself realize, you know, some, I'm going to trust me. I'm going to trust Sherry Shepard. You know, at what point, I just, I, I, I believed always, even when I got let go from The View. I knew I had something to offer. I just knew I needed one person to believe in me. And and no matter that I kept getting no's, yes, it hurt. Yes, I cried. But I knew that that God didn't put this dream inside of me. Right. And have me doing and be and me being so good at it that it would fall to the wayside. And I knew I had to hold on to that dream despite what it looked like. Because like I said, when I ran around this, this, the last time in Hollywood and everybody was saying, no, Rashawn, there was one network <laughs> that I went to and the woman said to me, she was the head of the network and they didn't have any talk shows. And she said, I, I got chills watching you fill in for Wendy in 2009. She said, I, I love the sizzle reel. I'm the one that makes the decision. And I knew before I walked out of the room that I had the deal for my own talk show. Do you know, six weeks later, they called my team and they said, nope, we're going to go with another woman. Uh, we think she's amazing and wow. we're not going to do cheer. Wow. And I go, what happened to the lady? She got chills. Right. And when I say that was when I sat down and I cried again. And I said, I said, Lord, this is too painful. Right. This dream, I can see it in my mind of what I want to do. And it's so painful the nose that I'm going to, I'm going to focus on my acting and let you bring this back to me. Um, you know, because I just don't want to, I don't want to think about it. Which basically you're telling everybody, you didn't just sit around and sulk. You didn't sit around going, Oh, this is, this is the end of the road because you and I were talking all the time, you know, because at the time that whole 2012 to 2016, you know, Steve Harvey and I was up in Chicago. We would invite you on to the show as a guest and we talk about the the acting opportunities and you were, you were staying focused. You were letting the good in you, the success in you to keep moving you forward and not waddling around in the what ifs. No, I didn't. And I remember doing um, um, the Steve Harvey show. And I remember you guys were fly me out there. And I remember you would be so encouraging to me. And you would tell me how good I was. I, the one thing I know I was, I'm a great guest. Yes, you are. Yes, do, you are. <laughs> this is a, the mark of a great guest 
is you don't the, the talk show hosts don't have to do any work. They can literally sit back and enjoy you. And that's one of the things that I knew as soon as I stepped out on a couch and somebody had to interview me, just be quiet and let me go and right. just enjoy the show. And um, I just started, I really, my acting took off. I was a regular in sitcoms and doing movies and critically acclaimed movies. And what happened was out of the blue, when I tell you out of the blue, I got a call. Uh, not only was I co-hosting, they asked me back to co-host for a week, The View. I hadn't been on The View for three years. And they called me and they said, could you just sit in uh, for an entire week? So that was amazing. Right. I got to sit in for an entire week and I got a phone call from Debmar Mercury. And they said, could you fill in for a week? Now at the time, oh, I, I didn't even say this. I had gone to Dish Nation. They wanted me to be a co-host. In Atlanta, and I said, "No, I'm not moving to Atlanta. I'm staying in L. If you'll if you'll let me do it in L.A., I'll think about it." And I met with the, the Dish Nation folks, which is owned by Fox. By Fox, absolutely. Fox, Fox Entertainment. Steve Brown over there, Fox. Mm-hmm. Steve Brown, and I remember being in the meeting, Rashawn, and we're talking, talking, talking. And I said to them, "Well, my ultimate goal, I, I you know, being a co-host is great, but my ultimate goal." is I want my own talk show. And they said to me, they go, well, Nick Cannon has a show, so we really don't have a space <laughs> for another talk show. And I go, Nick Cannon? <laughs> now, this is the reason why, and I, Nick Cannon and I, we love each other. The well, I know Nick, you know that. Out Nick Cannon. Well, I said it was because the people who, who filled in from Wendy by themselves, they all got a show. Kiki Palmer went on to co-host with uh, Michael Strahan right, and Sarah Haynes. GMA3. Mm-hmm. She got that gig right after filling in for Wendy. Michael Rappaport got, I think he did a pilot uh, for a talk show. It didn't go. Jerry O'Connell did a six-week test run, remember? Absolutely. For uh, his talk show. Mm-hmm. Those three, they all had a chance. <laughs> like, and so Nick Cannon also, he filled in by himself. So it was five of us. So when they said Nick Cannon had a show, I was like, everybody who feels in got something. <laughs> and literally, I went, they said, yeah, Nick Cannon's his show's coming out. So we don't really have the space for another talk show. And uh, But we wanted to be on Dish. Now, I accepted Dish Nation. Thank goodness, because as soon as I accepted it, uh, quarantine happened. So they, they had already signed That's right. That's right. Right. But when they said Nick Cannon, and it just... It was a representative of everything that, like, I could see my dream, but I'm going, Lord, everybody else is getting it but Mm -hmm. me. Right. And I went downstairs in the parking lot, and I started crying again, and my manager started crying, too. And I looked at him, and I go, what are you crying for? (laughs) And he says, I'm crying because you're making me cry. And I go, I don't like... I'm just like rich white man, I don't like to see him cry. And I go, "You you don't need to be crying. You're getting commission, you're fine. So after that happened, I stayed on Dish Nation, which prepared me again. It did. It because did. I was at home by myself reading a prompter. And also once we got back in the studio, reading a prompter by myself. But you would think that I was really um, interacting with the Atlanta crew, Brat and Headcrack and all of them. So reading that prompter helped me uh, tell a story like a bunch of people are in the room. So that prepared me. So when the when the offer came from Detmar for me to fill in, I was on the View guest co-hosting, 
And they called Debmar Mercury and said, could you fill in for a week? Uh, I ended up filling in for a week, and they kept asking me to come back for another week. Dish Nation was getting mad, and they were saying, hey, hey, wait a minute, hold on. They said no. I said, Lord, you got to work it out. If this is from you, then you will work it out. Then all of a sudden, Dish Nation would say, go ahead and do another couple weeks. Uh, Ellen called me. I hadn't been on the Ellen show in 12 years. And then she called and she said, I want you to come back for my last season. Wow. And then, but then I was supposed to uh, sit in for a week with Debmar Mercury, who did the Wendy show. And they said, absolutely not, because we've had you uh, to sit in. And I said, Lord, if this is what I'm supposed to do, you'll work out both. Rashawn, do you know they worked it out? So I was able to do Ellen. I hadn't sat in her seat for 12 years, and I still was able to go to New York. And my ratings were so high when I filled in for Wendy. And I said, Lord, I'm just going to leave it to you. I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to do what you created me to do. And then they came through with the offer for me to have my own talk show. Congratulations. The same offer that they come back with in 2009. More money. More money. More money. You got to know your words. Oh, you and, said and, me the and first time? Number one. Number one. I know you. We, we text each other all the time. You text me. Rashad, look at this. I'm number one in women. Then number one talk daytime talk show host. And, but that doesn't stop you. I'm just telling you something about her. You know, she has a movie she's going to do this summer. But more importantly, she's doing a comedy tour with the incredibly yeah. funny actress Kim Whitley, who I also have known for many, many years. Two, yes. mo- two Funny Mamas podcast, which started basically on the Tom Jonas show, correct? That's when you guys got together as a duo. And yes. now you turn it into a podcast. It has won back-to-back NAACP awards for, uh, uh, Image Awards for Outstanding Podcasts. So what, yeah. is this, what is this tour? Y'all doing stand-up? What are y'all doing out there? We decided to. It took me three years to get this girl to do a podcast with me. And she finally said yes. And we were doing that during the quarantine. We just wanted to make people laugh. And it's been so successful, and we've won the NAACP Image Awards. I said, Kim, we got to take this on the road because I don't know any duo that can get on stage and stand there for an hour mm-hmm. and just talk mm-hmm. to each other. And she said, yes. So we're, we're doing some test dates to see how it goes, if we can stand each other for a, a three consecutive weekends. And if we do that, we will continue this tour. And so we're, we're, you, you can go to Sherry's show tv.com to find out where we're going to be we're going to be in new brunswick new jersey ben salem pennsylvania and wilmington delaware and so you sherry show tv.com to find out exactly where the theaters are and we're just doing stand-up and we both are stand-up comics we love doing stand-up so to be able to go out there and take this experience live to folks those shenanigans i'm so excited well i'm just i, I gotta ask this because both of you two are brilliant improvers Y'all, really, yeah. Do y'all do any of that? Do y'all come back on stage together or is just one does a set and then the other does a set? How does that work as far as stand-up? Rishant, when I say we've been doing the improv and we get on stage and we get up and uh, we did a live stream during quarantine and, you know, so people could see us. We did almost 90 minutes improv on stage together. Wow. Just talking. Now what we do is we come on stage together for about 15 minutes and we really got to be strict because Kim and I can talk for two days. Right. We come on for about 15 minutes. Kim, uh, I leave. I introduce Kim. She does stand up for about 20, 30 minutes. I come back and I do usually about 20 or 30 minutes as well. Then we do a Q&A together. 
and we're on stage probably we're on stage until they say this is a union um theater <laughs> you gotta leave absolutely like, we would just we would just talk together and we take questions from the audience and it's just a really great night well tell us again how can we find out about the dates and give us the three dates again that right now tell everybody this is an initial okay. start of a great stand-up comedy tour stand-up comedy both yes, of them are doing is. a live stand-up comedy tour it's called two funny mamas starring exactly. sherry shepherd and kim whitley tell us those dates Thank tell you. us where we can go and look get more information about tickets May 19th, we are in New Brunswick, New Jersey. May 20th, we are in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania. May 21st, we are in Wilmington, Delaware. You can go to SherryShowTV.com and buy a ticket. And this weekend, I'm at the City Winery in Chelsea Piers in New York. If you're in New York, March 31st. And May 4th, I'm also at the City Winery in New York. Um, on What did I say? On May 4th, right. if you're in town. So those are the standard days. But can I just thank you? For when I got this talk show, of course, now that I have it, when they offered it to me, I said yes. I was like, Rashad! They actually gave it to me. They, you know, and I'm thankful you said to me, who is your audience? Who are you? Who are you talking to? And it really made me sit down and go, who am I? Mm-hmm. And that is that is informed every decision I make. Because remember, I said I didn't know what I was doing 18 years ago. Right Today, I know how I I can say no. I know who I'm talking to, who my audience is. We're number two. We tied with Dr. Phil for uh, women 25 to 54, right behind uh, Kelly and um, Ryan, and number one new talk show. So I know from you saying, Sherry, who are you? Who are you talking to? I'm a single mom. I'm an entrepreneur. I am divorced. I was married once. I'm a woman who came up. Who went? Who was down and got back up? That's who I'm talking to. I'm a woman in her fifties. I'm talking to women also who are trying to redo their life and reinvent themselves. That's who I'm talking to. So I know when when somebody comes to me with old cockamamie idea, twenty one year old girl pouring beer over her breast. <laughs> that's not me. Absolutely. Maybe that's from another show. That ain't me. That That's is not, not my you. Audience. That is not you. She's the incredible Sherry Shepard. You know, I, I, you're a friend, and you know I, I love you to death, and I know we text back and forth the good times yes. and the bad times that we've had in our career, but right now it's the yes. good times, and congratulations, and you know I'm going to help you on that comedy tour because guess what? The world needs to see Two Funny Mamas starring Kim Whitley and the incredible Sherry Shepard. Thank you for calling my show, Sherry. I love you, Rashawn. Appreciate you, and we talk soon, okay? All right. Bye-bye. Let me tell you about the Money Making Conversations Masterclass hosted by Rashawn McDonald. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, lead with your gifts. And don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. The interviews and information on his show are for everybody. Don't let change scare you. He's here to educate you because it's time to put your dreams into action. The show, Money Making Conversations Masterclass, interviews CEOs, small business owners, influencers, and celebrities. They share financial and career success tips with Rashawn McDonald, which you can only hear in the Money Making Conversations Masterclass show. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. Hi, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? 
good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot, fast, and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. A rested child is a happy child. Sleep Tight Stories is a weekly podcast that brings comfort and joy to families worldwide with calming bedtime stories. The stories are relevant to children and spark wonder without overstimulation, so they can fall asleep and stay asleep. Listen to Sleep Tight Stories on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. For a bedtime routine you'll miss when they're grown, Sleep Tight Stories. Hey, everybody, welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 